0: This podcast is part of the How We Are Network. For information on this episode and many other like-minded shows, visit howweare.org. That's H-O-W-W-E-A-R-E O W-E-A-R-E.org. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of 100 words or less the podcast i'm your host ray harkins happy holidays for those of us that live in america we had the whole thanksgiving holiday just happen, and um regardless of whether or not you believe in thanksgiving as far as the holiday is concerned because you know people uh people have a tendency to be like oh hey what about the indians yeah how about them uh, that's kind of something to talk about so uh if you don't celebrate it i'm sorry screw you uh if you do celebrate it that's fine as well. And I mean, ultimately, it's just about hanging out with friends and hanging out with family and kind of getting a moment to relax. So uh, I unfortunately did not relax because that's uh, just kind of in my personality and the way that uh, my structure works. But uh, I hope for those of you that did relax and do enjoy relaxing, I hope that you participated in that. Anyways, the guest this week, a a gentleman by the name of Sean Bonner. He runs a company called SafeCast, which I'm not even going to pretend to completely understand it, but from the information that I have learned from just looking at the website from Sean himself, detects radiation. That is a very big thing. (laughs) Because clearly, radiation is uh, obviously a uh, part of our lives as far as nuclear power and weaponry and all that stuff. But anyways, I digress. He is also, he's a hardcore kid. He's a punk kid. He ran record labels and just did a bunch of stuff and is still very, very active within the music community, as you will come to find out in our interview. And uh, he is the first guest to uh he did a ted talk and if you don't know what a ted talk is then uh just google ted talk and you'll find out about it pretty big deal regardless of uh you know where you do it and uh, if you get invited by the ted people that is a big deal that's sean more about him in a minute we have a sponsor for this episode the legendary label Revelation Records. If you have not heard of them, you're doing something wrong. You need to pay attention. I am here to help you become educated. They've just released three awesome things that you need to check out immediately. First, previous guest of the show... A band called Title Fight. Ned was on the show. I want to say, uh, I don't know, maybe about uh, twenty weeks or so ago. <laughs> Regardless, Title Fight just put out an EP called Spring Songs. It's four new songs. They're awesome. I think you need to listen to one of the songs. You know, just get you a little taste. It's called Be a Tour. richmond virginia's down to nothing their newest full length david wood the bassist of terror this is his band down to nothing has been kicking around for a long time and honestly they are one of the best live shows i've seen in the hardcore variety they're great and their new full length is awesome i've wholeheartedly recommend it and if you are a fan of anything in relation to hardcore you probably will like this here is a song off of it it's called life i need you i so need you. stay nice for one more day give me the one from the start and the love from the And last, but certainly not least, is Boston's pride and joy, The Rival Mob. And if you haven't heard of The Rival Mob, let me just play this song, then I'll talk about it. The song is called It Must Be Next. Nice. I just wanted to let the song speak to you in relation to The Rival Mob, but incredible band from Boston. I've seen them a few times. Not only is it fun, but it's just, it's, it's raw, it's pissed, it's awesome. It's everything that you want from that style of music. I mean, seriously, Revelation Records, they've existed since the 80s. They are a legendary, hardcore, slash independent music record label. These three releases should be a part of all of your collections, whether it's Vinyl, CD, digital, whatever, buy it. Visit RevHQ.com and you can find all of those releases plus thousands of others. Just like I said, become educated. More importantly than anything else is buy those three releases. Title Fight Spring Songs EP, Down Nothing Life on the James, and Rival Mob, Mob Justice. Pick those up. I have all of them. No joke. They're all awesome. I'm not going to belabor this point. Just do it. So yes, RevHQ.com and thank you to Revelation. I'd love to also mention propertyofzack.com. They are obviously our media partner. Visit the site. That's just what you need to do. Just visit the site. You'll become more educated. Also, for those of you that have not taken the survey, I would really appreciate this thing to do that would take maybe two minutes of your time. Go to themidroll.com backslash survey backslash words basically it is an advertising agency i'm working with and they are able to identify who it is that listens to these shows because podcasts are still a very very weird medium and they don't really know who's listening to them so if you do that it totally helps out the show it makes us look cool and they're like oh wow a lot of people are listening to this show so please do that if you have not it takes like two minutes and it's actually pretty fun. Uh, and also visit the show's website, 100wordspodcast.com and uh, review the show on iTunes. Uh, you can go there and drop some stars, drop a review if you would like. Uh, there was a great person from the states, Braden MT. I think so. Yeah, Braden MT. Just his his comment really resonated with me. It, basically, he was saying that this this podcast was really meaningful for him. It inspired him, and it was like he said everything that I wish people to get out of the show. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just really cool. So. I'm glad that this show is resonating with people. It's great. The download numbers continue to rise, and it it blows my mind, honestly. Let's get some other things that have been on my mind that I wanted to get out in this medium, and then we will have the conversation with Sean. Also, another note of business, for those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, know that we typically release new shows on Tuesdays, but now we are releasing new shows on Wednesdays. That is just easier for everybody's schedule that is involved with the show, and uh, yeah, so every Wednesday... Open up iTunes, your podcast catcher, whatever it is you use to listen to this. New episodes will be posted on Wednesday now. I had the opportunity to witness uh, a live hip-hop show. I mean, typically, I don't go to a lot of live hip-hop shows. I've been to like you know three or four in my entire life. And it's not because I don't like that sort of music. It's just a show that I don't typically find myself seeking out and wanting to go to. But there's a gentleman by the name of Chance the Rapper. He is a dude from the Chicago suburb area um one of my favorite records of the year had to go see him and uh i just it's so cool to watch a show like when you're used to doing something for a long time such as like going to shows you know we have this experience of hey we know kind of what like a punk indie rock hardcore whatever sort of live music experience you know what it's like and granted they all kind of fall under the same sort of umbrella and they all have their different nuances like clearly clearly if you're at a vampire weekend show you are not going to be expected to see a brutal mosh pit Um, but with this experience of watching chance the rapper and watching the people this was a concert you know this wasn't a show this definitely was a larger event Um, But it was still at a venue that was intimate enough to where it's like, you know, you were right there. It was like me and, you know, 700 other people. But it was just great. And it was awesome for me to kind of get that sort of shot in the arm of like, God, this is exactly why I love music. And this is exactly why I love going to see live shows because you definitely get to a point in your life where you're like, do I need to see this band like seven times in a row on this tour? Like maybe once is good enough. And hopefully they'll be awesome that night. Um, and you, cause you kind of have to pick and choose. Cause obviously as the older you get, the more responsibilities you have, life gets in the way, whatever. And so I feel like when I do want to dedicate myself to going to a live show, I should hopefully get some sort of like cool experience out of it. And, you know, that's essentially why everybody goes to shows. But when you're 16 years old, all you're looking for is like something to do a lot of the time. So great show. If you haven't checked out his mixtape, it's called Acid Rap. Let's talk about Sean. I just, gosh, it was one of those things where Sean's name popped up. In so many different capacities in my life throughout the, you know the past 15 16 years of my life as far as independent music is concerned um it's just one of those things where it's like oh yeah that guy sean bonner like he used to work at victory records he did a label called toy box he did all this other stuff and um he just continued to be active within the sort of diy community even if it's not directly related to music yeah i don't know it was a great chat And he was gracious enough to invite me over to his house, and we had a nice long conversation. And um, this is what transpired. So, here's Sean. I'll talk to you. How (laughs) I found out about you. I mean, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's just like you, independent music, for like seven years like is that when all of a sudden the world becomes so small where you're just like oh yeah i'm like one person removed from everybody right so it's like you 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 and your name have existed in my world in the sense of like oh yeah like sean like you're like a sean it's like no no i've never met him like never ran across (laughs) and it's just been one of those things where it's like your name has come up you know whatever every you know few years or it's like oh okay but then i mean especially when you obviously became more uh you know less involved with independent music but more involved within obviously what you're doing from you know a technology internet standpoint sure and then it was like <clears throat> the idea of moving between communities is something that's so interesting to me because I feel like especially in independent music people hold on to that so tightly and yeah. don't ever feel comfortable letting go because they don't know what else like right it's a, it's that it's a security blanket yeah sure was that ever a part of your i mean not to say that you're just like well, you've you know, given up on music and no you've no moved no on, obviously but. not
1: i mean i think you know it's interesting because it's like that that's one of those things that could be just as easily you know like um a bug as a feature you know it's yeah. like um and so like i you know i think about that a lot and, and sort of I, I've kind of written about that a little bit before because um, like subcultures have always been something that I've been very interested in and, and very actively involved in myself in, in one way or another. Right. Um, you know, a lot of that was just kind of like being a weird kid in general and being Gra- into weird stuff. You know, you end up meeting. Other Gravitating people. towards <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Gravitating towards other people who are into weird stuff, whether that's like punk rock or, or whatever. Um, but I also moved around a ton as a kid, mm-hmm. like, you know, not as my choice, you know, like my, my family moved and I ended up moving. And so. I was constantly um, forced to sort of be comfortable with the idea of making new circles of friends, you know, sure. and, and, and at the same time trying to figure out how to not just throw away, you know, the ones that I had, right? And right, because I didn't want to like, you know, go to a new city and like just throw away like this whole part of my life, right, I sure. went, so, so from a very early age without consciously thinking about it I was bouncing from one circle yeah, you know, yeah and yeah. like trying to like maintain links to other circles and and that kind of gave me um, I don't know maybe maybe a little bit of an edge that I that I sort of use now where I'm really good at sort of associating stuff that's happening in front of me mm-hmm. with stuff that's happened you know kind of like in the periphery of like other right. right exactly so I can sort of you know like when I'm talking like to someone at a tech startup or something I very like seamlessly reference kind of punk rock and art and like all of these different things and like oh there's a band that did this thing like in 93 which might work great in something that you're doing with this technology thing now and so I can pull in these references that someone who's kind of had you know like one world yeah that but you know like again that, that I don't know if that's you know 100% a good thing because, because, you know, certainly, uh, you know, you certainly struggle to sort of maintain those connections in in a lot of ways too, but.
0: Right. Well, um, the the whole, the whole idea, I mean, I constantly reference this in my own life because I think it's, it is indicative of people, especially that get into like independent music in general, where it's like, you know, you do. You do five million things at once because that's like that's just a nature of what it is you're doing because you're so excited. You're right. just like, Yeah, I'll do a label, yeah, I'll do this, yeah, right. I'll do that. Like you'll learn all of this because you're just like, it's so exciting. But then the whole idea of like, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none, yeah. like, oh what like am <laughs> I really good at one thing?
1: Or am I just like okay at everything? <laughs> yeah, well, and there's there's that aspect, I mean, especially with like you know, hardcore and stuff in like early nineties and and even maybe, you know, probably late eighties and stuff when I started getting into mm-hmm. it's like if you wanted this done, the only option was for you to do it. You (laughs) know, there was no, there was no outside anything, you know, it was like you and your friends were going to figure out how to do it. Otherwise it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so you sort of like have to like, think about it from that perspective of like, well, there's all these pieces that mm-hmm. have to get finished somehow. So right. if I only know one of them, right. I'm going to sit around here and, and, and right. do well, maybe, maybe my friend can learn this one and then we can do it better yeah. together. Yeah. But then you have to rely on someone else. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And who knows so where everyone, everyone else is flakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> born and raised. Like you said, you moved around a lot. Was yeah. that a function of your, like, what did, okay. Where were you born? And like, what was, you know, what was your family structure like as you were growing up?
1: Oh, well, I was born in DC. Okay. Um, and, Um, my parents got divorced when I was fairly early, when I was fairly young. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, that caused a move and then my mom got remarried at one point and that caused a move. I was living with her and then got divorced again. So that you know, so there was lots of kind of like, got it sort of family strife. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Um, how old were were
0: you when your when your biological parents split up, you obviously went with your mom, you said? yeah, Yeah.
1: I was living with my mom. I still was visiting with my dad. Um, but I was like, uh, four or five-ish okay, like, yeah, know, kind yeah. of like at the very beginning. And then, you know, b- before I was 12, mm-hmm. there was like another marriage and another divorce and right. m- several moves across the country and, yeah. and all sorts of stuff. I think, um, you know, I was living in D.C. or I was born in D.C. and lived in kind of like the Maryland mm-hmm. sort of area around there and then moved to Florida and then moved to Texas and then moved back to Florida, but a different part of Florida, Okay, you know, and then like... <laughs> then I went to college and moved to Gainesville and right. then I got sick of Florida and moved to Chicago. Got it. Um, and then, but
0: what you you're your got sick <clears throat> of
1: Chicago and moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but so you're
0: an, only child.
1: No, I have a brother. You
0: have a brother. Okay. Yeah. Was that, was that from your original yeah, yeah, parents? Exactly. Okay. Your original parents? Yeah. <laughs> That's why, cause my parent my parents were divorced at about four. And so I always call it like, I, I never like step Parents, like I always felt weird, but it's yeah. like, oh, like my real dad, like, yeah. uh, and I always wondered how that felt for my stepdad. Well, I never
1: <laughs> had, I never had any, um, my, my my stepdad, my ex stepdad, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, You're like, what does that even know, mean? Yeah, like, like,
0: he's not even related to me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and 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 he was in like in my world, kind of for such a small period of time. Yeah, like the influence. That, like, we moved across the country because that's where he lived. Right. Weighed much more on me. Oh, sure. Than, He's tearing you out of what... Dude? But I'm not even not from a negative thing. Just from, mm-hmm. like, you know, that that was more of an influence that I ended up living in a different place than, than any impact he had on my... He wasn't really around. Got it. You know, right, so it right, was right. like I don't even... Yeah, yeah. there barely, was no relationship. I don't be, right. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't really any kind of a relationship with him. He was just kind of this guy. Yeah, yeah. That we, existed. Moved to, we moved to Texas because my mom wanted to hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess and he I had know. a daughter, so like you know, there was like you know other people around. Right, know? right, right. Like, that was sort of um,
0: right. Yeah. What what you're experiencing? Yeah. So what, for lack of a better term, like your formative years. That was like you know once he started to kind of enter high school and stuff like that. Yeah, where, so I was in Florida. I mean, that was in Florida. Yeah, okay. I was
1: in I was in I was pretty consistently in Florida um, from like right before eighth grade, mm-hmm. um, through, got it, uh, throughout, throughout high school and college and stuff. Was your, was um, your
0: mom always a, like a homemaker or what was she doing? No, no, like she, so, so she
1: would, she would, she would, when like very early on, she, when we, when she was married to my dad, she was a teacher. Okay. Um, and then she started her own public relations company, oh, which nice. she ran for a number of years. Uh, and then she, um sort of retired from that and moved back into sort of education and tutoring and got it. Of, got it. You know, what fashion. field was she doing PR? In? Um, I don't really know. I yeah, mean, yeah. She was, was, she was doing PR. Yeah, she right. was doing, I think <laughs> she had a number of clients. I mean, it was her own sure. firm. So she was doing a number of different. Yeah. Things. She so could I mean, probably work. Yeah. yeah she didn't it, need to be she, like put in a corner. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she did events. She did a lot of work with, um, uh, with sort of companies that were not, Based in the U.S., oh, sort okay, of helping yeah. them like do kind sure, of sure. kind of U.S. stuff. Put the and, pieces together. Yeah, and right. sort of like how do how do you how do you structure um, like an organization that has a strong brand, mm. but it, it's culturally different. Of like, course, how do you translate. Yeah, that? this is
0: what you don't do over here, yeah, right? Right. I think right, So yeah. she
1: she did a lot of that sort of stuff, and that was that was when we were in Texas. So I think there was probably some you know some other angles. Sure. Sure. Um, to that as well, but got it.
0: Got it. And so then you you see, you were in you're in Florida. Your brother, I presume, was with you the yeah. whole time, and yeah, your yeah. your mom was there, yeah, obviously.
1: I mean, younger, so
0: right, right, yeah. yeah so he did. <laughs> it's not like he went away, or like yeah. yeah. Um, and so, when did um, obviously, like you said, as as a function of you know you moving so much, you had to adapt to so many different uh, environments. Um, was you know, as you kind of started to like go into high school and started to see that, that whole thing started to happen, you know, when did, you know, when did music kind of start to seep into your life? Like, was it,
1: uh, well, I was doing in Texas when I was still kind of, um, I was, I was actually, I was attending, um, so most of the, most of the times I was in Texas, I was in like private school. So I was in, um, like an Episcopal school, and then I was at like this all boys prep school run by Cistercian monks for a while. Wow. And, <laughs> <laughs> was that
0: Was that a function of your mom? Yeah, that was being, like family, right? That she was. She was like, I, she wanted you to be involved in a religious school, or yeah, was like, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. got so it. I got think it.
1: That, that, that that was a piece of it. Um, but I think I mean, like, so my my sort of circle of friends um, from about fourth grade on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of like getting into skateboarding and getting into like you know punk rock and stuff, and so it's like sure. my very first introduction to all of that stuff was like you know Thrasher, like skate rock tapes or like whatever. Sure. So it was like that was sort of like the initial piece of it, mm-hmm. and then um, did you skate yourself? Yeah, 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 exactly. And so it was like that was like the kind of thing. So it was like third grade, fourth grade. Yeah, was sort of like where I first started getting into that kind of stuff, and then like by seventh grade, I had like you know. People, people had given me, where I had gotten somehow, the, you know, like Sex Pistols and like Circle Jerks tapes and, and the, stuff the like starter kit, yeah, right. exactly, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know, kind of that world. And 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 like I said, I had like you know skate rock mix tapes and um, you know like Public Enemy ended up in there somehow. You know, it's like that kind of like weird mix of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then when I moved back to Florida um, just before eighth grade, um, and kind of like middle of eighth grade is when. Um, like I sort of was introduced to like hardcore, you know, like like here's like minor thread and here's you know like straight edge bands and here's like this label revelation and here's like all of this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. you know and that that was sort of like the huge the huge turning point so before i got into high school mm-hmm. you know like that was kind of like my
0: that world. started to sum up your identity and yeah, what you yeah what yeah. you were gravitating
1: towards yeah exactly
0: as it obviously started to like blossom was it one of those things where you you know like you wanted to play in bands like you know what what did you and that, i presume that's when you started to go to shows and stuff like yeah that totally well?
1: i started i started going to shows around the same time and and um i had a neighbor who was in a band and oh. and in a it was I mean it completely coincidence and it worked out that way. You know, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like not only was my this, this guy who lived next door to me um, in in bands. Uh, so I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to kind of put a context on this, but Bradenton, sure. like this little town that I'm from in Florida, Bradenton, it's like the middle of nowhere. Like yeah. Literally, what's like,
0: it? What's it? What's it near? Just for well, so like
1: I mean, it, it's kind of like <clears throat> the ghetto in between Sarasota and Tampa. Right? Oh, so it's okay. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. There's like an hour drive in between those two places and it's like one of the like shitty towns right. in the middle of right. there right yeah don't stop there right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if you yeah. if you don't have a reason to like just <laughs> right you won't going, go there right, right? right and so um you know so we would go to Tampa for shows mm-hmm. um and that's where or Brandon which was kind of like the the next kind of closest town where like other people that we knew hung out or Sarasota south from that sure um but in Bradenton you know there was like maybe you know Eight other people in the entire fucking city, you right, know, right, right, right. right. you like who knew anything about this, uh-huh. right? And one of them happened to live next door to me, which which worked out. Yeah. But on top of that, um, uh, that that guy Max, his stepdad, um, used to record bands oh, as wow. well. Like he, he was like a musician, and sure. you know, they they you know, like had drum kit and all that kind of shit set up in their house, right? And so. Like any kind of a, the local bands from that sort of area mm-hmm. would end up at his house one time or another because I think you know he had like a four track or something right so right, like, right. he was yeah. the guy that like I
0: know I love how it's supported. like well, yeah one person has something and everyone's like yeah go
1: to him yeah. he's got
0: like he's got this thing
1: <laughs> yeah so like you know I mean if you lived in Tampa there were many other options and even Brandon which was like ten minutes from Tampa you had you know you had more options but if you were from from anywhere kind of like. You know, Bradenton, Sarasota, like that—that that kind of that kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this was the guy who like recorded your demo, you right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and so, so I ended up like, you know, kind of, you know, just hanging out there because, sure. partially, you know. They were next door, and I was into the music, and and that yeah. was the thing. So that was sort of like my introduction to to that, and that's that's kind of like how I how I met other people in the area. Right, right, yeah. That that was like yeah. that was
0: your entry point, where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, Sean, Sean's hanging out all day. So yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Like I guess I'll you know go to this band show that's recorded. Yeah, exactly.
1: And so that was a lot of it, right? It was like yeah. the band would like go and like record their stuff that day, and then we'd go see them play that night. Yeah, you know, and then other bands are playing with that, and like that that was kind of like the scene. Yeah, um, you know, and then there there was like one record store um that wasn't in tampa um daddy cools where like you know he, he was like a, a cool guy who like you know had stuff right you know, he was cool with a c but his store was cool with a K. right i was gonna <laughs> say i was like yeah. that sounds <laughs> like don't a k m- for don't sure mix that up um <laughs> <laughs> um you know but he was like he would take any local bands demos you know he right. was like this british guy who was kind of into punk rock and stuff he was like the guy that got you know revelation stuff in. he was the guy that got anything and you could go in. You know, like, hey, I have this this record. Right, it um, would be like, here's the other record you have to get from that, and yeah. you know, very sort of nurturing on that. And, and when I was in high school, I started um, very early on, like, you know, kind of printing T-shirts um, to try to like figure out how. To like make money to like put out a record and, and, right. and that sort of stuff and you know he was like one of those guys who was like no problem like whatever you make I'll take three of them for the store and I'll just buy them from you you know yeah. it wasn't even like a consignment issue you know it right
0: it's like, like you you need money I see what you're doing yeah here. but you
1: know and so right. it was like he was very supportive of that it wasn't just like random record store you know and so yeah. like my sort of affinity for for record stores can be traced directly to like oh, that, for sure. that one guy you know who totally like sort of looking out for for kids in the neighborhood and stuff. I
0: know it's funny because everyone it's like obviously <laughs> I mean people like you and I who have such an you know we have an extensive history with independent record stores and then you know obviously it's like people people's touchstones for independent music stores exist off of Amoeba and high fidelity like yeah. that's like those are the general perceptions where it's like <laughs> right. yeah they're like they're accurate they're <laughs> accurate components of both right. of those yeah, exactly. but it's like to, yeah to have that sort of just that because you you feel like those things like that that record store for you yeah. that that's a lifeline like yeah, that sure. is that's the one that's your delivery mechanism to be like here's right. everything that's awesome and you yeah. like this is
1: great yeah exactly and so daddy cools which was which was in Bradenton and then uh-huh. eventually moved down to Sarasota because they needed to be in a bigger city mm-hmm. um, and then up in Tampa was a store called alternative records and it's okay. like those were the two places that like Everything like yeah. my entire world came from those two places. Sure, know, for for many years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The um, <clears throat> and so did you? You know, were you a good student in high school? Did you care about your studies? And like, were you? I, I presume by this point you went to like your
1: average public high school. Yeah, I was in public school. Okay, uh, in high school. And did, no, did I, you did you welcome the public school change? I don't. I don't really remember it being because I've been back and forth. Like, right. so I was I wasn't in private school my whole. Got it. Childhood. Yeah, it I, I, yeah right. I was back and forth. So some a couple of years I was in private school. A couple years I was in public school. A couple of years I was you know like with monks. A couple years. Ago. Right. It like, right. It was like all over the place. Right. So but, it was like, basically, this just embodies your entire existence. I know. It's We're just like weird. here. Let's <laughs> throw, let's throw you into this. Yeah, all right. So hell, let's throw you into this one. It's just yeah. like let's see how Sean adapts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You know, so it's like when I think about it now, it's like, oh, well, I guess yeah. You're I'll like this is... someplace.
0: <laughs> totally, totally. It's just funny because it's like I, I had, I totally had a private school upbringing the entire time, like from you know junior high to elementary school to high school. Yeah, and then it's like I, I referenced my friends that went to like public high school and like the hellish time that they had for being you know straight edge vegan stuff like that, yeah. and I was like. Man, I didn't get judged in my school at all. Like, I'm totally thankful I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have well, that.
1: You know, it was funny because, like, I mean, it was. In, I was in public school and stuff, like very young, and then, right. and then, you know, like I said, from from like fourth and through seventh, maybe third through seventh was in was in private schools, and then eighth was in private school as well, and then ninth was was back in public school. Mm. Um, you know, but like, it's a, it's an interesting perspective because. You know, for those those handful of like private school years, like I was the scariest kid. Around, oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was like I didn't really, I didn't really, you know, even have anything to think about. And even like at that time, like reading stuff like The Chocolate War or like whatever, you know, where you're like thinking of of uh, you know, you know, like kind of like these like sub sub worlds like inside private schools where like, the bad kids are. You know, right? It's so, like I always kind of associated with that, mm-hmm. even if that wasn't you know legitimate in any River. way. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like um, you know, it wasn't like I was afraid of. Of like oh there's some other bad kids you know like Mm -hmm. the worst thing was like the super jock kids like taunting but it's like I didn't even care about them yeah yeah yeah. and then and then like by the time I got to high school I kind of already had this mindset of like I already know I'm different than everybody Mm -hmm. so I don't don't even really care about trying to fit in on any way yeah you know you didn't need to like mentally shift gears where it's like oh. This is a whole new
0: world, right? Like, what yeah. am I doing now? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And so, like, I you know, I, I had that sort of that sort of stuff, and there was there was some kind of like other like social overlaps with people or whatever, mm-hmm. and and there was this really weird, um, like I don't know, completely by chance situation, which probably changed a lot of my perspective of high school. Yeah, that like there there was there was this kid who was kind of like a jock guy, um, but also sort of into you know punk rock in a way. Mm-hmm. Who one time in my freshman year of high school like tagged along with us to a show in Tampa yeah. that we went to that completely by chance was a show i mean Tampa was a really violent scene yeah. like back in that time mm-hmm. but like for whatever reason this show was especially violent there was just like insane fights the entire night yeah. just complete chaos and this this guy who was like you know on the football team and right. stuff like was completely freaked out and like went back to like our high school and was like, oh my god, like those straight edge kids are nuts. Like don't ever like fuck with them in any way. And so, you know, I think that in, in a lot of a lot of uh, like in, like barring that situation, it might have been more contextuous and in yeah. school, you know. But I think that like like very early on, like we had this reputation of like whether we're tough or whether we have friends who are tough or whatever. But like. Right like you know like that's a layoff yeah, exactly. yeah yeah just leave yeah. them alone like just don't even fuck with them right you know? right right right. and so um and and of course we you know in that was in school outside of school is a whole different story you know sure. like being a skateboarder in the middle of nowhere town in florida you know like you're constantly getting harassed and like fights on the side of the street and blah 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 all this other <laughs> shit you know right right um, but like in but the the school experience was very different from that you know like sure. you didn't have to worry about like getting beat up at school right uh, and right right stuff. even if you know like there was clear divisions of like yeah these are those people and those here's who-. these sex of yeah. people yeah, yeah, here, they, here's the cliques they, and there, whatever, yeah right. exactly but there was this there was this like weird weird thing of like these guys are, you know like are completely insane right right <laughs> just just, just, yeah, just it, go ahead and leave it, them it, in the corner yeah, <laughs> it's best it's best to just <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, yeah. steer so um,
1: clear there's easier targets than those. <laughs> yeah yeah and then you know like I've, I've, re- I've talked about this story um, before as yeah. well but like there, there was also, like, kind of that same year, um, I, I, you know, this is a very long story. I don't know how, how much you want to get into it, but anyway, yeah. I ended up um, getting, like, a whole box of brand new Vans from, oh, okay. from Vans, like, 10 pair, because, wow. like, I complained about something, and they... You know, they like, this was their form of customer service. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, early '90s, you know, yeah. like that. That that was what it was, right? There was no Twitter. There was no like. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a, no,
0: a, I can't directly communicate
1: with this company. Yeah. It's like no. Yeah, no. there was like. I mean, like I faxed them a complaint, you know, and there was like some situation. Anyway, mm-hmm. it worked out that they sent me like ten pairs of shoes, sure. which like in, in a freshman in high school, like I'm never going to need ten pairs of shoes in my entire oh, life, right, <laughs> right, right. Um, and so, like, you know, I ended up just like trading them with friends for other stuff. One of the things I ended up trading was for a BB gun that a friend had mm-hmm. um, that, for some reason, we thought would be a great thing to do at school. Of course. Right. right? Yeah. And so, like, it, it's funny because, like, like in, in a kind of pre-Columbine world, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I got caught with a gun at school and I got sent home for the rest of the week. Right. Of course. Right? Right. Whereas, like, right. now, the rest of – yeah, yeah. You, would, yeah, still, you I would, still would still do therapy, therapy. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, like like all those handful of pieces meant like you know I kind of got left alone in school, um, right? Right. But I right. wasn't entirely into school. I was, I you know, like I, um, I was kind of involved with like the the um, the TV production group in school. So got it. so like I helped set up the the TV networks in the school, and mm-hmm. I had a pass to like leave school and go to the other schools, to help them set things up. Okay. Um, and I had a handful of teachers, you know, who like. You know, I don't know. Recognize that that I was doing something a little bit different. Sure. Um,
0: like, then, oh, yeah, he 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 is <laughs> He doesn't typic- He doesn't want the quote unquote typical high school experience. He's like he's looking to broaden this, broaden <laughs> yeah, his exactly. world. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so,
1: um, yeah. So like, I I wasn't really. I mean, it, it. I was there doing it, but I didn't really care about it. Right, right, right. Because much. well,
0: it, I, I always find yeah. it interesting because it's like obviously when you do start to experience like my wife, she's a high, high school English teacher, and the thing that always. Like just blows my mind about that experience is the fact that so many kids are content just to like, oh, like they feel like they're in prison. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. um, But they can't do anything to change that. And it's just like, well, no, like you you can start whatever you want now. And like –
1: And I think, you know, I had a a great English teacher and I had a great um, like a TV production teacher and I had a great like encouraging kind of art teacher – and then, like, the rest of the world there, you know, was just, like, whatever, I'm just kind of putting up with this. Yeah. Um, and, and, like I said, I started the record label in high school. Um, so, like, I never really... Th- like, I, I sort of thought, like, that I just have to do this thing. Right. But I don't... I'm, like, just,
0: show, I'm just showing up here and,
1: like... Yeah, oh, but I didn't really care, yeah. you know? Right, And, right. like, same thing, like, when I went to... When I moved to Gainesville... Um, you know, the excuse was that I wanted to go to college there, but really like I had a bunch of friends there who were in bands there and there was labels there and that's the world I wanted to be a part of. Sure, sure. Um, So you're like, like, no
0: idea records is there, of course. Yeah.
1: So it's like by a school played a piece in it. Right. um, But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a big motivator. And, and, you know, that was actually like, when I dropped out of college, it was because, you know, I had this huge wrestle in my world of like, you know my record label was suffering because i was spending time at school and school was suffering because i was spending time at the record label and i had to figure out which one right I, you know i actually cared about and i, and I didn't care about school like, right you know i was getting student loans to pay to put out records right and like that was yeah it was such a great idea let me tell you yeah, exactly. <laughs> um are <laughs> like man that's not the best business plan no no um, all, not at all but uh you know so it was like it, it was a fairly easy decision to make when I realized I had to make it, mm-hmm. you know, because it was really like i'm I'm just doing this school thing as an excuse for this other stuff right, um, right. because I never expected any of the school stuff was going to like lead to my future I never thought like I'm going to have to go get a job to have a degree right. like, to I never, have this piece of paper I, yeah, I never thought totally of any right. of that like I was like Punk Rock's my world I'm going to I have a label I have a distro I'll do things yeah, yeah, yeah. like whatever like this is this is, what this, I is do. this is my business model yeah. right right right
0: the, uh, how was your uh, how was your mom reacting to all this, this this subculture that you were getting into because I, I don't pre- know
1: that she really understood it um, sure in, in, I, would like, am, I mean I would yeah. imagine
0: she wouldn't understand yeah
1: it. I don't I don't think she really understood it I mean I think now she's still sort of understands it to some... I think she probably gets that, like, it's important... And it was important, right? Um, but I don't think she recognized at the time that it was. Did she? Important. I
0: mean, she she obviously was some sense of supportive. Like she's like, okay, like Sean, well, you know.
1: Like, I mean, she wasn't like <laughs> you know screaming like, no, you're not allowed to do any of this stuff, you know. Right. But we, we we had we had a, a rough relationship over some of it, so it wasn't sure. it wasn't total encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't like
1: yeah. Sean, you. I, I some... mean, I moved out of my house mm-hmm. in high school literally the day after i graduated okay i was paying rent in gainesville for two months ahead of time because i wanted to make sure that i moved into the life, like, like i yeah you're like i'm I, planning ahead this yeah. is my this is my exit opened, strategy a room opened up in the house i wanted to live in right and i'm like i'm just gonna start paying rent because i want to get in there yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, you know like who cares that i'm not there yet <laughs> right 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 and so you know like i was gone
0: oh uh, yeah i was about to say that's the that's...
1: second the second i had an option i was out you're like... i tried to get out earlier but it, it wasn't it it, it, yeah
0: it was it wasn't flying from that um the uh so yeah like like you mentioned obviously like you know, toy box and you started to uh you started to do that because there, there's yeah, so always... the
1: first record i put out was was like just kind of like a comp um of yeah. florida bands mm-hmm. um it was called it's a florida thing you wouldn't understand so, okay yeah, yeah um but it was like you know the first bloodlet recording um some pre-hot water music bands you sure. it's like just the kind of like Local, A
0: sampling of a scene, right. Yeah, it was right. like it was
1: my friend's bands who I was hanging out with, Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, we, you know, it was just like, well, nobody else is putting out this record. Right. And it was funny because when we, do, you know, it was like me and and like seven or eight people who all decided one night, like, oh, we should start a label, you yeah, know, yeah. and I was like, I ended up doing it. Right. Um, <laughs> but it was like, you know, it was funny to to sort of, you know, when I think back about that process, because like I literally like I thought I had to buy like a record pressing you know yeah yeah thing. right right yeah how do i set this up in my garage to actually like you know make Pre- records physically make records you right. know, and then um it, you know it's funny in in hindsight but like tony from victory was actually one of the most helpful people in that whole world because i don't know that that would necessarily happen now or you know yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah. i mean he's he's a different person and it's a different world and everything else but um you know, literally, like I used to, you know, write him faxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, hey, how do I, you know, how do I put out this record, or how do I do this? And he'd right. be like, here's here's this guy. He masters records. Like, this is a pressing plant. Like, here's their phone number. This is the contact right. to talk to you there. Um, I you love know. the idea that this was over fax. It's like that's oh, yeah, such that, a, that, was, that was that was how yeah we, how we communicated was like over fax. For, right, 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 for right. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. you
0: either you either have, you either call on the phone yeah. or you fax. Like, yeah, those are. <laughs> the I mean, I'm not, not saying like yeah. the, you know, it's like, oh, why wouldn't you email him? It's like, oh, obviously, yeah. I know that email didn't exist, but it's just like Yeah, but that. I mean,
1: it didn't really. I mean, like, I'm no, d- yeah. I mean, it did, but it didn't. I mean, I had an email address. My first real email address was when I was in college. Right. And it was my, my roommate's email okay. because that he got. He was a, a, a physics student at University of Florida. And everybody in their department got an email. Sure. And he was like, "I can't even imagine what I would ever. Right. Do what with am I going to use it? Yeah. Yeah. Who am I going to communicate with? Yeah. Right. right. Like, who's uh, on the other end? Email. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, that was like the first like toy box like digital contact was right. like the the personal email account of my roommate. Of your roommate? That's yeah. incredible. Um, yeah. All like, inquiries here. come here. And yeah. it was like, you're, you know, you're, whatever, you're doing stuff with this, right. um, you know? And before that I was like on BBSs, so I had like inboxes around, right, right, kind right. Of, or whatever. Right. Um, the idea, yeah. yeah the, but, but that was still, that was like local um, or and I was on IRC huge. I was like, right. IRC was like a huge, a huge sort of defining piece of my, my internet world in, in the early nineties.
0: And you were, you were immediately interested in the internet just because of obviously what it was able to do as far as, like, connecting, connecting the yeah, dots. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty yeah. much
1: what it was, was, right. like, I can talk to these people and I can communicate, I can get this information. Sure. Um, you know, and it's, and it was a relatively small group of people. And especially if you're talking about, like, um, you know, like, 1992, mm-hmm. like, on, like, the only IRC network that really was around right. on, like, you know, like number straight edge or number punk totally like there was 30 people right right, right. yeah it's a total because that's it, it yeah like, it's a I subset of a, like yeah, a yeah. huge chunk of them right, right it's incredible <laughs> um but like that was like well, that was where i spent all the time and like you know first time i like wanted to like sell records like they were the ones that like helped me like find the record stores in the neighborhood i booked like the first hot water music tour completely on irc in like you know 95 and it's like that's incredible oh, <laughs> yeah 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 um, i mean that was that was right because you know, like, it's a very very small world totally. of of like you know people who were like sort of running shit in their areas of course you know? right right and, and so, it's, yeah
0: it's just I mean every every iteration of that it's like you know I mean I can I like you booking the first hot water tour it's like the first tour that I booked for my band was in like was in 90 yeah it was like 97 virgin on 98 and it all, all I did revelation records message board yeah that was it and it was like all, all it was was just large I mean a larger platform but still a subset of obviously the sure. internet as a whole right totally, totally. <laughs> and it's it's just funny that's like that's that you yourself obviously had the, you know, the, the desire to be like, okay, like I can see that I can put pieces together. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but you never, uh, cause you, you never played in bands yourself though. Um, you know, like in kind of joke bands, but <laughs> sure, not, sure. not like I, I didn't really have any musical talent. So, right. Right. You know, like
0: and was that, was that like a, a built in desire that you wanted to do that? I mean, I were... don't
1: know. I, I kind of always thought it was interesting and, but right. like, you know, at that point I think like my, you know, my, my kind of impression of the world, you know, which you know, may have been universal or may have not Is you know, like this is a scene and you have to play a part, right. like, you know, so whatever it is, you have to do something, you know, whether you're going to like be in a band or you're going to have a, a zine sure. or do a label or you have to do something mm-hmm. to sort of justify your existence here, yeah. you know? And so, um, like booking shows and like running a label and like running, you know, a couple different zines, like that was kind of like my piece. Yeah, yeah. So even if I wasn't like yeah ads. on the I mean, stage
0: yeah because i, I yeah. like I, I like how you put that where it's like justifying your presence because it's like <clears throat> it's not even so much like you you know there's obviously no external pressure from people at shows well, no, but no, it's no, like exactly. you put that on yourself because uh, and i do think there is an inherent uh there's that inherent hardwired design that you're just like i like this is so exciting and i want to help be a part of this right in whatever fashion i can
1: yeah yeah exactly and i mean it was definitely it was definitely self-imposed but i think that. Right. Uh, Lots of people felt that. Yeah, know? yeah. um So you know, it wasn't it wasn't something like you know, I mean, because I think I think there's a lot of kind of communities now, which which sort of you know, like even in, in technology and, mm-hmm. and lots of other stuff, where it's like you know, you have to be a part of it to be a part of it, kind of. Right. Um, but it, but this was this wasn't structured that way. I mean, you know, but of course, yeah, it was like you you, yeah. you wanted you wanted to feel that you were there more than just a spectator. You of know? course, like, right what's your piece
0: i mean it's a, well it's it's you like be valuable right i mean that, that's kind of totally. what it is is
1: like you don't want to be the the kid who's just like kind of standing on the corner watching everybody else participate in this right and a friend of mine um you know from uh from who who ended up being a roommate of mine this guy pat hughes um mm-hmm. for for quite a while in gatesville um who ran a record store and and oh, you know a label of his own and, and all sorts of stuff at at one point, you know, he was kind of talking, and I'm going to completely misquote this and get sure. it out of context because he always corrects me anytime he finds out that I talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But he, you know, he's talking about at one point there was like some some band that was complaining about like you know some punk rock band acting like rock stars or something. And, and he like sort of stepped in and correct him. And was like, that's the whole point of punk rock is that you get to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. Like that you get to create this world where if you want to be a rock star right now, boom, you're a rock star. Like, right. you, you know, there's not this huge world where you have to like, you, if you want to put out a magazine, boom, you're a publisher. You want to, you know, yeah, like, yeah, whatever yeah. it is you want to do, do done. Right. You know, like you just did it. Now yeah. you get to do that, you know? And like, that's like kind of the magical piece of all of this is that like, Rather than worrying about what's going on in the whole rest of the world, we created our own world. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. Like no, we it's made our long- own rules, we did our own shit and that's right. that. And that that kind of context, like, you know, it's like goatsy. Like once you see that, you can't ever unsee it, you know? And so it's like, like there's no way to like look at the whole rest of the world now in Mm. anything I do and not have that kind of a context to it. Yeah. I can, I can change anything. I can like make my own piece of this anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean,
0: it's totally, it's, it's when you obviously look at a sort of bigger picture thing where it's like, I always am just, I am continually, you know, just, Completely nostalgic and completely sappy about independent music and this scene because it it just has given you – I mean obviously it's given us values. But it's obviously, like you said, put the world in context for us that you're able to still – like you're you're able to still create these things in different worlds but applying all of the principles that you've (laughs) learned from that. It's just like there's very few instances where people can carry stuff that they did when they were 13 or 14 years old. And still do it when yeah. they're thirty, 30, 40, 50. Right. It's like it's just such a weird thing to be like, well, this this happens, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like you said- and
1: that's that's the piece, right? It's like it's not it's not that I'm necessarily still designing seven inch covers right. or, or any of that, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like the mindset and that like thought, you know, it's like so like in anybody, you know, or any kind of like situation where someone's like, Well, here's the rules of how this works and it's like, no, that's the rules that you happen to recognize. Right, right. <laughs> the, <know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is the yeah. that's the established way of things. Yeah. And like you can you can <laughs> do this. But you can skip steps seven and eight and figure out your own. Like right. you said, Toy Box basically started to you know, get ahead of steam. And you, because of your relationship with Tony, he obviously pulled you up to Chicago for, to work at Victory.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I was actually, I had, a, um, I had a distribution company with VAR. Um, oh, yeah, from, from No Idea. Yeah, from yeah. No Idea. So we ran, we ran a company together called um, Blindspot for a little while. Okay. Um, as a way to sort of help us both distribute our labels and, and sure. do sorts of stuff. And we kind of had a, a falling out mm-hmm. um, and that, that falling out happened right at the same time that Tony was like, um, you know, if you ever felt like moving to Chicago, you know, like, I need someone to run my graphics department. Okay. Um, and so I was like, you know, like, all those pieces kind of happened right around the same time. And right. so it was sort of like, you know, a, a bit of a, you know, like, it just, it worked luckily. Yeah. I think it... Serendipitous. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I think, I think that, I think that the 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 situation um, with blind spot falling apart would have been much more devastating to and it was it was pretty devastating because it was my first like big like business fallout with anybody right um, but I think that it would have been much harder for me to deal with if I hadn't instantly had another great option to sort of run into of course um,
0: yeah you could have wallowed in that a little bit yeah longer, exactly right. but
1: but I think that in that in that same thing like that kind of like ended up you know, tainting my, my perception of everything else going forward. Anytime something horrible has happened, I'm like, uh-huh. well, this is possibly just, you know, an opportunity for something else great to happen. So it's just sure. figure out like, you know, what's, what's the perspective on this. And right. Right. You know, if I sit around in my room and cry about it, then I'm going to miss the really great thing that's waiting for me just outside. You sure. Know? Sure. Um,
0: Was the move to Chicago facilitated by the fact that you i mean you, you dropped out of school too
1: i had dropped out of school before that so okay. i was running i was doing the label and and all of that kind of full time and i, and gotcha. I say doing it full time but it was like i had other jobs that supplemented it like well yeah, yeah you know like i was like me it was it was funny there was like this like super famous rave club in Gainesville and, okay. like all of the security team was like straight edge like hardcore kids like they figured out like, really yeah because they it was like the head of security was this like like british skinhead guy uh-huh. and and uh and then, like the whole security team was like straight edge hardcore kids because they realized like the best the best people to be like the security team here are people need not to be so, doing that's not true. doing drugs yeah. and don't give a shit about the music 100% <laughs> because one hundred percent yeah because true. they yeah. had a big problem before that where like you know people were supposed to be watching the door like went dancing perfect. or whatever else you know it's like <laughs> yeah <They> were like, <laughs> yeah we're we're proverbially like killing two birds with one stone <laughs> by hiring these people yeah. it's perfect so, so you know it was like that and like I delivered pizzas for a while it's like a handful of other things were actually paying bills. but but what I was spending my time on. Um, was, was the label at that point. Mm-hmm. That, was,
0: that was like mid 90s, I would say, right? That was yeah, like 95, 95, 96. Yeah, 95, yeah, yeah. 96,
1: like right around there. And so um, my very first roommate uh, from Gainesville, this sorry, mm-hmm. this guy, John Resch, um, okay. who uh, used to play in this band called Spoke and, and did a whole bunch of, of stuff um, in, in his own right. Mm-hmm. That was super awesome and inspiring. He had moved to Chicago. You know, maybe eight months or or so before that. Okay. And so I knew one person in town, <laughs> and Tony was like, you know, if you move to Chicago, I would give you a job. Right. You know, and so I was like, okay, well, this this would pay for an apartment. Of so course. It's like done. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, I kind of
1: wanted the polar opposite of Florida at that point. You know, sure. so it was like the idea of like snow and wearing jackets right. was just like really, you know, like yeah, a here's romantic. a season, right? Here's <laughs> a different season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was kind of a, a cool a cool process at that point you know and then um... right
0: well because i mean putting in context too it's like you know a lot of people like you were alluding to earlier where it's like obviously the victory records that we have in you know the aughts in the whatever decade we're in now the uh you know victory records i mean that was like the label it's victory and rev right like those are and it's like during that time when you joined the label you know that was it's it's i mean to say it was influential is an understatement yeah sure and it's like the i'm sure the opportunity was just like super exciting for you to be like wow like yeah i'm joining this this well, crazy certain, thing in motion yeah certainly
1: i mean it's like because i knew tony we were friends like obviously yeah. like you know we were fax buddies right of course right um, right but but like you know you can't really separate like out that mystique of like victory was fucking victory it was you the know? fucking was, bulldog yeah dude, yeah <laughs> right? for sure exactly and so it's like and that was the thing right like I had a, a collection of victory stuff, like you know, I was like super excited to get a first press of something or you know, yeah, like yeah. whatever it was. And so, like you know, I couldn't even imagine, like it wasn't even in my possible world that I would work at Revelation, right? right. Like, that's just completely, Yes, yeah, In California, <laughs> where am I? supposed – Yeah, where am I going to go? Um, yeah, you know. But and and not that not that one was better for or the other. Like I I don't even want to like try to try to pretend that. I mean. yeah, but, yeah, like you know, like the, certainly the opportunity to work at Victory, like I, there was no question. Like, right. of course, I like I'm going to be the head of the graphics department. And Vic, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Like, and how
0: when when you joined, how big was the label at that point? Like, how many full time people were working on staff? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't need You, to...
1: you no, know, no. I'm trying to think. I mean, there was probably you know four four or five people like running the warehouse, kind of like you know shipping stuff or whatever. Sure. Um, there was like two sales people. Sure a radio guy, um, some PR people. Uh, yeah, like a PR person or two. Right. Uh, and, and and an accountant. Yeah. You know, so it was, like, fairly, fairly right. small and maybe, you know, 12 yeah, yeah. or 13 people total. Right, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: like I said, it was such a monolith and, like, the idea of, you know, like, distributing, like, you know, the, the, the Victory catalogs and, like, just these things that were, like, in and of itself, like, this insanely revolutionary way that the label yeah. was able to you know for lack of a better term like commercialized hardcore and but still like be this very credible thing where it was like here mom for christmas i'm going to order four dollars and
1: and it's funny because it was like it was and it wasn't right like there was there was there was certainly no shortage of um criticism of uh, the whole approach you know like i remember very distinctly at some point where like, you know, officially like seven inches went from three fifty to four dollars or something. And like just a month of like hate voicemails, you Aww. know, that would come into the office and just yeah. like, you know, you fucking sold out. And it's just you know, it's like we're talking about fifty cents. Right. You know? And and you know, it's just like yeah. such a weird and, and you know it's and and I could see that like, you know, certainly coming from, you know, like my own background of like Right. You know, I'm selling seven inches, I have to figure out exactly what it costs to sell the seven inch and like that's what I sell it for. You know, right. like I'm not I'm not fucking trying to make money here, you know. <laughs> right. Um which, you know, which is why I was taking out student months to pay for records. But of course but you know, like Going from that into, like, oh, wow, there's a, there's employees. There's actually people getting a paycheck. Right. You know, like, oh, somebody has to pay for this person's health insurance. Right. There's you a know. sense of responsibility. Yeah, like it right. suddenly makes sense, right? And right. it's, like, seeing that, like, oh, like, this isn't, like, you know, me, I'm running this label. You know, at that point, I, I had an office and I was paying rent. I, you know, I was, like, doing those kinds of things, but, like... It was still just me, right? Or like, you know, I would hire a friend to come help out for the weekend on something or, you know, um, some very small things. It was very different from like, you know, these are like, you know, 10 employees who are working full time and have families and, you know, like whatever else it was, it was a very different world. And it's like that that could be done Mm -hmm. from inside punk rock Yeah, was like, this is the best thing ever, you know? And if, and if people hate that they just they're they're just misunderstanding everything right like, well because
0: there's there's always that notion yeah. and it's i've never adhered to it because <laughs> i've never agreed to it but it's just like that whole notion of like punk rock guilt where it's just like you feel like you can't make money off of something if you're you know the idea of art and commerce like there's so many arguments and it's yeah. just like it's such to me it's always been such bullshit because <laughs> it's like you like if you're creating something that is of value to a community it doesn't matter what the size of the community is like you should be paid for your work, like yeah. in some capacity. Yeah, sure. And it's just like that—that—that that, that notion. It like certainly
1: makes sense to me now, but it didn't oh, oh, always. <laughs> no, no, I, and I
0: agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's definitely there's definitely yeah, a certain. It took,
1: it took me a number of years to climb out of the debt from from that not making sense. <laughs> right, right, um, right, for sure. But, you know.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it, it uh, like working at Victory obviously opened up your opened up your world to be like, oh, like this is what this is what it can be on right. a larger scale. Yeah, and the and so because. When did when did you start to transition out of like you know Toybox and
1: Victory? Because how long were you at Victory for? Um, I was at Victory for about four years. Okay. Um, till about um, I guess ninety eight or ninety nine. Okay. Right, right around there. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the exact. Right. The exact time. But and
0: is was, that when because Toybox started to ramp down like towards the end of your tenure at Victory, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. I,
1: I, I sort of put the end on, on Toybox <clears throat> at at a, a certain time. Um, before, was, before i left victory right and it was kind of because I, at that point i was kind of already getting burned out on the politics of the music world sure you know and so like there, there were a couple situations where where like business and friendship were just running head-on you mm-hmm. know and like i started the label putting out my friends bands and i always wanted to do things that were like my friends yeah, like i wanted to help out friends and like you know i, I uh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable saying I didn't put out a single record of somebody that I didn't consider a friend mm-hmm. before that. Like there wasn't any kind of just business. You know, right. ever happened. This, right? this will move some units. Right. right? Yeah. There wasn't an, ever any of that thought, you know, it was like they, they were people who like, you know, if I was in whatever town they were in, I was like sleeping on their couch, you know, like right. we were, they were sleeping at my house. Like we were hanging out, like, you know, like whatever it was like, it, they were very friendship based. Right. And so when there was a couple situations where like someone made a business decision that trampled all over a friendship situation or just like, you know, yeah, just the politics it got, got doing messy. Bit, right. It got messy. And, and I sort of lost like my, my sort of wonderlust with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, these people are more valuable to me as friends mm-hmm. than as clients or customers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like that. The friendship is being fucked up because of this other thing. And so like, I'm done. Right. You know, like, and I kind of wrestled with that because there was, you know, there's this huge chunk of time where it was like, you know, like I was, I wasn't Sean Bonner. I was Sean Playbox, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, totally. You know? and the, so, the identity, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And so like I had to sort of figure that out. Like what what's my identity mm-hmm. if if I don't have this label? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't that I just wasn't going to put new stuff out and keep things – like I was done. Right. You know, I was like boxing shit up and putting it away and whatever was out there was out there and that was it. Right. Um, and so, you know, like there like, was definitely – a. A huge chunk of, of time to even figure out how that would work but once it did you know then, right. then it made sense but yeah i i ended toy box before i left victory sure um
0: and you let you you left victory on your own terms right like you you were yeah tre- i quit right right yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and do you uh, was that an acrimonious quit you were just like i'm fucking fed up with this i'm out of here i need to find
1: um well, yeah, I mean, it was, there was there was a number of things that were kind of all playing into it at the same time. Sure. it's hard to say that any one was the very yeah, like the, the very, straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I put in two weeks' notice, and I worked. You know, I worked two weeks. I didn't. You know, there right. wasn't there wasn't like fuck you. Yeah, and like throwing a desk so you out the window. Totally right. Yeah, right, there right, wasn't right. any of that. I mean, uh, but you know, that's not to say it wasn't contentious. You of know? course, um, right. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I certainly count Tony on that list of people that I considered friends that I don't consider a friend anymore. Sure. Sure. You know, for better or for worse, like all of that shit impacted that. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, And, uh, and so, um, so when you left, when you
0: left victory, when I left
1: victory, there was a, there was this guy, um, uh, Jason Burmaster who worked at victory. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he was in the warehouse for a while. Um, but he was actually a writer Okay. He had gotten a job at Playboy. Sure, um, like reviewing gadgets right. for Playboy. Right, and this was again like '98, right, '99, um, mm-hmm. very early in the in the gadget world. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and it was weird because he was like, you know, like a young kid with tattoos that got a job at like this old industry right. magazine, right? Um, and everybody there was like, "How the hell did this kid get hired?" Because nobody ever gets hired at Playboy, other. Than like through friends and through connections and people that already work there but he like literally just responded to an ad someplace and it was like he's like the only person in like the history of (laughs) playboy right right got hired that wasn't by a connection right um but at the same time they were starting playboy.com sure and they and so he was like you know they're looking to hire people whatever and so there was like five of us who Mm -hmm. all left victory pretty much at the same time or within like two or three months and all went to Oh wow.
0: So it was like it was like a mass exodus at that point. Pl- mean, like, again, it
1: wasn't a mass exodus. It was like, you know, I was the only person that left on my day, but like, right. you know, a few, you know, a few months later, somebody else came and then a few months. Right, later, right, exactly. Yeah, where it's like, just like everybody yeah. was ushered into yeah. this. So, so there world. Yeah, exactly. So there was a point at Playboy where like you know at Playboy.com, you know, like seven of the, you know, Fifteen employees or something. You we're, know, all we're, we're all from Victory, right?
0: <laughs> that is
1: incredible. I, I had no idea that there was that there was that that
0: strong of a connection. Where it's just like those people pulling each other. I mean, it makes sense yeah. because you're just like, hey, these are people I've worked with in the past. Right. They're good at what they do. Like, bring them on over. Yeah, exactly. And that's right. what it
1: was, right? And especially in that work in that era, where you know it's like the internet's new right. and like, people what do are we do with this it? Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know, and someone who who had like run. You know, a warehouse for like this, you know, certainly successful record company could certainly handle running this other kind of a warehouse. Someone who had written about this stuff could do that. You know, you photoshopped pictures of like, you know, sweaty guys jumping in crowds, you can photoshop pictures of sweaty girls doing other things. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Right. It's like yeah, just yeah. skills,
1: right? Like right. you know, and then and I you know, like when I when I interviewed there, they were like, you know, you know, because I built like the victory website you know sure. and i've done like toy box stuff and i obviously i had web connection yeah I you had a portfolio this, so right, i right. understood this stuff you know but it was like going in there they were like you know you know you know javascript and i'm like sure no problem you know yeah. and then i'm like leaving the interview like fuck what the hell is javascript you know um you know so it's like you know digging that stuff up but it was like you know Everybody else, kind of, there was in the same sort of thing. It was all very new. We were all trying to figure it out, right, you know, right, making it up as we went along. Yeah, um, you know, like which is,
0: I mean, which is like, like you said, it's uh, the, the the context is there as far as like, well, because yeah. there's always this facade of like. Oh, be, just because it is this large organization or the, you know, Playboy, I mean it's, sure. it's an icon that it's like, oh, like everybody knows what they're doing at all times. No yeah. matter what they're doing. Right. And then it's like when, when you actually see it you're just like, "Oh, like we don't No one has any
1: right. idea. Like I'm on the inside and we're just trying to figure this yeah, shit we're out. We're all trying to figure it out." <laughs> right. And and you know, like luckily like at that time there was stuff like Hotwired, you know. It was like where it was like, "Oh, there's these like resources online where we can go learn stuff as we're doing it." Right. You know, so it's like you could talk about an idea that you, you know, saw someplace or you know, thought about in a meeting and learn how to do it that afternoon. Yeah. You know, before you like turned it in the next day, you know? Totally. So it was like, you know, that, that, that was a, a great piece. And especially because like, it was such a funny world back then because like the, our bosses, like the people who like made the big decisions uh-huh. didn't have browsers on their computers. Gosh. You know, they were like the old editorial staff. Right. Right. So like, you know, there would always be like really like weird stuff where like you know we'd go into a meeting and they'd be like you know hey I was at my son's house and he showed me this flash stuff like that was great like let's do the whole website in flash you know <laughs> and then we're like oh we have to redo everything and right, you're house, like you wow know? let's let's go yeah. ahead and flip this switch yeah you know so it was just like um, you know lot lots of kind of that going on but at the same yeah. time because we didn't necessarily know what we were doing mm-hmm. trying to figure out how stuff worked you know it's like. People were really impressed by an animated gift, you of know. Course. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. It's right.
0: mind blowing at the time. Yeah. And <laughs> the, I mean, it strikes me of obviously all this stuff that you you have done, and then obviously like what you're doing now, yeah. and the, you know, like you're 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 a serial entrepreneur in the sense of like whether or not you obviously are pursuing something from like a bill paying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to pay the bills in order to take care I of. Have them a all. problem starting stuff, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> right, right. You remember that band, Creation is Crucifixion? Yeah removing their your opinion of their music they were always, like it always struck me as something so crazy what they were doing where they i mean i just remember seeing them play and being like oh yeah like we go into toys r us and we steal nintendo game boy games reprogram them and put them back on the shelf and it's like you know it's it's putting forth you know some some political prop you know yeah. political propaganda that obviously they're interested in perpetrating right. um and it, it just you know it, there's the, the parallels I see between what they're doing and then obviously like what you have you know done especially obviously because you've you know rose to prominence within the technology space whatever that means <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like those those two ideas and like I said of kind of jumping from one not jumping but
1: well you know and, and that's an interesting thing to jump back to for a second because yeah. like um, like especially kind of in, in like secluded world of Florida yeah. um, there were all of these scenes which like in the rest of the world were separate sure but like where we were growing up were all the same thing right like in in florida and in tampa specifically like the only clubs that would have punk rock shows mm-hmm. were also the only clubs that would have death metal shows it's and true. were also the only clubs that would have hip hop shows right like yeah so there wasn't really you were going to that club tonight no matter what <laughs> you know right 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 and so like the, like it wasn't weird to be into like hip hop and death metal and punk rock all of these things at the same time because it was all sort of the same thing like sure. it was just different genres and yeah there were some people that only showed up on those nights and some people only showed up on that night but yeah. if you were really part of this you're there every night you're yeah, yeah. part of it every night right and and like the kind of technology and hacker thing kind of tied into that as well because like you know we were like figuring out how to like you know whatever make like red boxes and like you know all, all this like weird stuff you know like right. was all kind of tied into it and like if i wanted to talk to somebody else in person you know who kind of you know, understood a little bit, who had heard of 2600 Magazine, Right. you know, it was at one of these shows or something, sure. right? And so it was like, all of these things just kind of overlapped mm-hmm. at that same time. Totally. And so then as I grew up and, and moved to other things, you know, and found that like, oh, these were different groups, but they all, you know, in my head, they all kind of right. like come from the well, same cause it's a, Yeah, <laughs> no, I,
0: I I couldn't agree with you more because it, it, I always like to, and he even though this term I know is, is it means a lot of different things to a lot of people but it's like outsider art mm-hmm. like no matter what it is you're creating whether it's on a canvas or whether it's you know on you know a, on a computer it's like there's there are elements of why you're attracted to that in the first place like, right. you, like exactly what you're saying where it's just like the all these crazy things that not you know your, your, your five neighbors down the street are into and you're just like wow like I'm, I'm kind of part of this weird world and like it's yeah. really exciting Yeah. Um, but it doesn't yeah the, the lines don't distinctly need to be drawn to where it's like well, you can't jump over into this. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't do this because you're a part of this. Right. Like, and, and just that that, that shouldn't exist. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a walking example of it because it's like it, it doesn't. You know, you you should. I mean, you know, not not everybody has the same sort of upbringing as you. Well, but and,
1: and you know, I mean, it's kind of weird because like when you try to classify shit like that, right? It's like. Um, you know, especially kind of now there's, like, you know, people are much lo- bigger, like, lines with it of, like, you know, you're this kind of person or you're that kind of person yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, it, it wasn't that you were all these different kinds of things. Like, there was no reason that someone from this world couldn't be a part of these other ones, even right. if they were from that world, right? Sure. Because, like, you know, like... There being like a long hair metal guy, like as part of a hardcore band, like wasn't weird. Like he was yeah. a metal guy, you know, whatever, <laughs> like whatever, totally, totally. You know, so and, and it wasn't like, well, he doesn't fit; he's not a part of this thing or whatever. And it wasn't that, well, this is a hardcore guy who just looks like a me- like he was a metal guy, you know? right, right, right. Um, and so you know, there, there's that same sort of thing where it's like, I, you know, I, I understand and kind of associate a lot with you know, like my office now is in Tokyo, and so I spend a lot of time a lot of time in Japan, right? Sure. And there's a lot of kind of subculture jumping from people you know like in 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 japan as well you know but that's like a full costume Mm -hmm. like that then you know changes tomorrow it's a full different costume right and and so it's just like really 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 looking the part of something right um that you actually don't have any connection to sure right because it's just something that you're trying out for the day or whatever so it's like it's really funny to sort of see like how like i mean i i sort of think of myself as i'm i'm still pretty much the same the same guy that, right. you know, I, I dressed the same way I did in high school, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, 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 you know, like all of this sort of stuff, and and like I'm, you know, I, I have all these various interests, right, um, you know, so it's like it's an interesting,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, to- I, yeah. I I I totally agree because I definitely, yeah. or I mean, I see exactly where you're coming from because it's 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 so the the ability the ability to be adaptable and the ability to obviously like kind of you know like always be curious and looking at like yeah. what you know I mean especially like obviously what you're doing with SafeCast where it's just like there, you know, that, that, those, the roots of the, the company, obviously you can directly tie back to like everything that you've obviously been interested in. Right. Sure. Um, and it's like that a lot of, you know, a lot of people, when you're not looking at it from the bigger picture, it's just like, you know, it may be confused. Like, you know, what the, like, what are you doing with radiation? Like, what are you, what, are, well, why is this, why is this relevant to your life? And it's yeah. like, well, like just spend like 10 seconds, like looking at the news <laughs> and like, you'll be able to figure out why that directly right. blends into one another. Um, and sort of to you know wrap things up the in obviously experimenting well not even experimenting but being a part of so many you know different communities that all are kind of all under the same umbrella yeah um, you know ha- I'm sure there's been moments where it has been particularly difficult or people to maybe not difficult for you but for people to understand like you know like what what is this you know weird vegan hardcore kid like where you know what what is what is this guy like what's the, you know I mean, it doesn't have to be particularly like you know a, a, a very specific moment, but just like in those transitions of people who are like I don't know what to do with Sean, like where where is this you know where where is this guy coming from like is this, you know does he really know what he's talking about like right has no been... I'm,
1: I'm sure I'm sure that comes up I mean I sure haven't, I haven't been confronted with it with right it right, too right much I mean because you know again it you know it all it all kind of ties back into punk rock but like I I, I do sort of have a strong strong sense that like. You, you justify your involvement or not, you know and if, mm-hmm. and if you're not pulling your weight Then, you know, you're replaceable or you're whatever Right, right um, And so, like, you know I've I've always sort of hoped that, that my actions And, you know, like what I've done Sure You know, contribute much more to whether I'm involved with something You know, than like, you know What smiley face I put on Or, you know, if I wrote a good letter about Right, you know, and so right. I feel like um, I kind of go into situations with enough enough kind of credibility of mm-hmm. like you know here's here's kind of the stuff that I've worked on and the people that I've been involved with and you know kind of have recommendations from right. know, people who aren't like fucking around you know right, so like, right, I'm not right. gonna get um, you know get those kind of connections second glances where it's all, like oh what is this all that guy sort yeah. of stuff if, if 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 I wasn't actually doing something useful right and so yeah. i feel like you know doing something useful is is better than like looking the part or having having a good resume that that shows it off or something i, I mean maybe i do have a good resume but you yeah know, but anyway. then you, yeah, you have these practical things that are that are provable yeah, rather than like exactly it's not it's, it's not credentials so much right. as like you know, oh you're like,
0: wearing a suit good job <laughs> right right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah
1: you know um and so i think uh i think all those things but you know again like the safe cast thing you know like joey and i uh, you know uh, Joe Ito, uh, one of the co-founders of Safecast and yeah. sort of longtime collaborator on lots of different things, um, co-collaborator. He uh, you know, we've talked about this before where it's like Safecast like has very kind of punk rock roots, even though like you know it comes from hackerspaces, which yeah. also kind of have very of course, very right, punk right. rock roots because it's like we just did it. Like we didn't ask for any permission. Right. Like, you know, we didn't necessarily know what we were doing, we figured it out as we dove in, you know, we like went and found people who could help us along the way. Um, but if we had, if we had waited around to try to figure out how, what's the official way to do this, like what's, what's supposed to happen, like nothing would have ever happened. Like we, we never, we never asked those questions. We just went and did it. Which, you know, I think is a very, very, very punk rock approach. Right.
0: Well, it's better – I love this saying where it's like it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, we'll show up. We'll do our thing. And it's just like if someone says no, it's like yeah. – uh, okay. Well,
1: then at least we did it. Right.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Like yeah. we didn't know. But there's, there's this thing that's very valuable now, hopefully, yeah.
1: <laughs> to some people.
0: Yeah. Um, Please do enjoy. <laughs> and one last thing I want to hit on because I know like you have – one one child two yes children? one one yeah um and the because i mean i myself am a father as well a little two-year-old boy and then obviously the uh you know the context and where where we are supposed to be placed as proverbial you know fathers caregivers <laughs> whatever you like to call yeah, it, yeah, it it's sure. just like oh like clearly i mean we're both of us i would as i've garnished from our conversation is the fact that we're drastically different from our parents and like, <laughs> the idea of like being into all this weird stuff yeah how How will our child rebel like and right, just yeah. <laughs> you know and the, I mean I'm sure it's like you know the, the just that context of like where. Where that will go, like right. you know, I'm, I'm sure that's something that you obviously put a lot of thought into. Yeah, no, it's
1: definitely something I think about, and you know, I have, a, I have I have friends with kids too, and it's something we talk about, you know, because like Joey actually told me like when when right when Ripley was born, he was like, you know, all the stuff that you love about yourself, you're going to hate about this kid. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're so yeah, rough. you're like, <laughs> damn it, yeah, <laughs> it's so true. I know you totally figured it out, you know, right? Um, but you know, I do think about that, and I think that like. Um, I think that like in order to rebel against something, you kind of have to have like a preconceived direction, right? Mm-hmm. That you can rebel against. Sure. And, and and so I think that like with 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 my own take on, on like sort of parenthood, like I, I don't wanna pre plan and I don't wanna have a path in my mind that I'm gonna be upset if he doesn't follow. Right. 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 Like I, I really I kind of wanna I wanna <clears throat> present him with everything and then, like, see what he latches onto and incur- Like, I, I really want to, I want to take a much more encouraging approach right. than I, than I feel like my family necessarily came from. Like, I, I don't necessarily feel. I mean, yes, I got some encouragement, but I don't necessarily feel like I was encouraged with things that I was very interested in. I, oh, I sure. Feel like, I was encouraged with things that I should, you know, yeah, typically, yeah. 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 Why don't you go play football? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, like, I, I, I want, I want him to have a lot of choices mm-hmm. and like sort of, you know, push him in the directions that he, that he's interested in. I mean, right. I travel a lot and, and I drag him, you know, all those places. You know, <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. Um, you know, he's, he's just, just getting ready to turn four years old and, and he has more passport stamps than, than most Americans that I know. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I because I want to show him as much weird stuff sure as possible so that nothing ever seems weird to him yeah you know like if he's constantly flying around the world he won't think being from a different place or being you know in a different place is weird right and seeing right. different cultures and seeing different people like none of it's going to be like oh my god what's that it's like oh that's another thing i haven't seen yet cool yeah you know? exactly right um and so like and then the same sort of thing like with whatever activities we're you know we're doing with him you know like he's got you know Japanese robots and Barbies, you know, like in, in, in this toy box together, you know? And it's yeah. like, I want, I want him to just go figure out what he thinks is awesome. So I, how do you rebel against like, you
0: yeah, you know, no, it's true
1: boundless encouragement. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> how do you, how do you rebel yeah. against this sort of blank canvas um, that you, you know, can... I mean, of course, you know, the joke is usually like, you know, like some super, like, you know, uh, you know stiff collar like of course guy. right and, right right which you know i would encourage that you know? <laughs> right, right right like, oh, like um yeah you know, so I don't, I don't know yeah um, how it's gonna go and it'll it'll be it'll be interesting and, and horrifically scary at the same time of course yeah you're like well where's yeah. this gonna go <laughs> who, who knows right um, uh, you know but he, like he, like i'm raising him vegan because i figured yeah. like like i don't want to opt him into something that he later wants to opt out like if he wants to opt into eating something later on, he can, yeah, you know, he like, can. yeah, exactly. But I don't right. want to make that choice for him. Right. You know, this is sort of like, I've done my research. I've, you know, I have doctors that, that sort of back up, you know, what I think makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, he, at some point he's going to make his own decision and that's fine. Right. Um, but you know, like
0: all I've done is set him down this path and it's yeah. like, whatever road he decides to go yeah. down, it's like, okay, well that's, that's something that we're going to do now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like this is a good a good push start. So yeah, yeah. Wherever it ends up leading is where it goes. But (laughs) right,
0: exactly, exactly. Well, I really appreciate you obviously hanging out. Yeah, thanks so much. So there you go, Sean. I mean, just cool stuff, right? It's one of those things where it's like talking to a person who is as intelligent as he is, and has a wide range of interests and people that had know him from so many different contexts. It's cool because it's like you know you can be this kind of chameleon and every few years you um, I wouldn't even say reinvent yourself to so where it's like you forget your past but you just kind of build on top of it uh, and then eventually it will hopefully be this like awesome mosaic that you can look back on and be like dude it's cool that I did all these like different things within this sort of community thank you to Sean and thank you to everybody who's listening visit revhq.com, visit propertyofzach.com, visit 100wordspodcast.com And I don't even know if any of you listened to this very end of the show, but if you do, I really appreciate it. And I wish I could like give you something, but I can't. Thank you for listening. And until next week, be safe, everybody.